Welcome, True Believer readers, to Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network. The PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast about getting more energy. Uh, yes, James B., I could always use more energy. Straight and Narrow with Dr. Jonas Harrow is a podcast about a family <laughs> doctor and rehab specialist licensed in four states. Listen to this podcast if you have a bad back and are sick of being worn down all the time. Dr. Harrow will explain how he can also help you feel happier, younger, and lighter on your feet. The best podcast for all your ailments is Straight and Narrow with Dr. Jonas Harrow. Listen and we guarantee you will, you'll never find yourself drinking chelated manganese and wanting to take a nap. The number one podcast for Old Night Watchmen is endorsed by tuba player Charlie Green and is available on Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Straight and Narrow with Dr. Jonas Harrow Wednesdays at 11 a.m. on the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network. I can't do it, James B. There's too many fantastic things in that podcast for me to pass off, but I I would take some chiropractic help from Jonas Harrow Straight and Narrow. <laughs> Only verbally, though. Please not in real life. I'll listen to it, I guess. Yeah, it's just a podcast. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to like go to him and get adjusted. <laughs> With like bionic legs or something. Yeah, it might be a good uh, good New Year's resolution to take care of yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about our first book. From January of 1987, Stanley presents Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 122, Father's Night Out, written by Peter David, penciled by Rich Buckler and Malcolm Davis. And a belated woohoo for a new year of comic books as well. Peter is walking around Manhattan waxing poetically, and he thinks he hears a kitten in an alleyway. He goes around the corner and realizes it's not a kitten. It's... A baby. A man, Brendan Doyle, shows up and says he is the baby's dad. But Peter doesn't believe him. And one punches him and takes the baby to the hospital as Spider-Man, where he makes a lot of jokes and the staff is overall unpleasant to him due to what they read in the Daily Bugle about Spider-Man. Brendan Doyle says, It was just a lucky punch. Nobody gets away with sucker punching Brendan Doyle. A week later, Peter is sent on assignment with Joy to see the same baby, Baby Doe. Brendan Doyle is there, but unable to get his son. Brendan goes home, changes into his alter ego, the Mauler, and on his way back, actually thanks Spider-Man for saving his baby, but then wants to take his baby, so they fight. Eventually, Spider-Man explains to Brendan that the Mahler's dangerous lifestyle and destructive actions are not good for this child, and that is why Brendan shouldn't take the baby. The Mahler agrees and leaves his baby at the hospital. It's so funny that when Brendan Doyle is the Mahler... He seems like a very reasonable person, but when he's Brendan Doyle, he's waiting at the hospital and he throws two partially drank Cokes through the window, breaking it. <laughs> uh, perhaps this is worse than when Peter can't talk something out or Spider-Man. It, it's a strange, like, reversed dichotomy that the villain is like, yes, thank you for helping me logic out my life. Whereas when I'm not a villain... Just pure anger and rage. It was an okay story as far as trying to point out the fact that maybe superheroes shouldn't be parents. I thought that was kind of an interesting twist. Oh, 
Yeah. And super villains too, of course. But you know, Spider Man does think that at one point, if you recall, he's thinking, "Oh boy, you know, I couldn't have a kid." I yeah. Deal with that. So, I thought that part was uh, interesting that it was brought up. So there you go. Eddie, the next book is from February of 1987. Stanley presents Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 123, with friends like these, written by Peter David, penciled by Dwayne Turner, and inked by Art Nichols. And now, James B., it's time for my favorite segment, The Complicated Ladies of Peter Parker's Life. Felicia calls Peter. Someone is trying to kill her because she's Spider-Man's lover. She really wants to get back with him. He's interested, but skeptical. MJ also wants to get something going with Peter. Another lover wants to see her. His name is Alfredo Morelli, and he gives her his number again. Spider-Man is checking out Bambi and Randy in two-piece bikinis on the roof, and they call him a peeping Tom and run away. Felicia enters the apartment and later MJ and Felicia not so subtly vie for Peter's attention before he runs off with the black cat as Spider-Man and MJ decides to call Alfredo. Thanks for listening to my favorite segment The Complicated Ladies of Peter Parker's Life. We then move to the dockyards, where the arranger's right-hand man, DJ, is delivering a package containing an outfit and weaponry for Kirk Donahue, a.k.a. The Blaze. Blaze signs an agreement stating he will make $20,000 if he kills Spider-Man and Black Cat. Across town, Black Cat has taken Spider-Man to meet the foreigner in his office. The foreigner pulls one of his now signature hijinks on the pair and then proceeds to explain Blaze is after the two of them. Let me explain the signature hijinks. When they go to see the foreigner, a woman goes into his office and shoots him. But it turns out the foreigner's body was just a dummy and the woman was the foreigner in a mask. (laughs) And he does this for no apparent reason. Right, Eddie? Yeah, it's a super funny joke, I guess. The seeming murder... (laughs) Listeners, if you read Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 123, and you understand why the foreigner is doing this, please reach out to us at letsreadspiderman@gmail.com and explain to me what I missed, because I don't know why he did this. The foreigner is strange. The foreigner tells uh, Peter and Black Cat where they can find Blaze, and despite much trepidation from Spidey, the pair pay a visit. Blaze is ready for them. He's kidnapped an innocent civilian and said if Black Cat and Spidey pay him $30,000, he'll let the girl go and not go after the two of them. Spidey clocks him. And they find the kidnapped woman dead. Blaze and his posse are easily beaten, and the police take Blaze to jail. At the end of this book, we see Lieutenant Keating enter Blaze's cell alone and... snap his neck. He then rips the bars off the window and frames Spider-Man for the murder. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what happens next. So let's get right into it. From March of 1987, Stanley presents Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man 124, When Strikes the Octopus, written by Roger McKenzie, (laughs) penciled by Greg LaRocque, art by Art Nichols. 
Yes, octopus should be said. Octopus? <laughs> we haven't seen that guy in a while. I checked 100 times whether I was reading the right book, James B. Spider-Man is in his red costume. It's a costume we haven't seen him in in a long time. I checked on this after I saw your note, and yes, this is a filler story from five years ago. <laughs> I guess they weren't ready with the next story, so... Eddie, go ahead and tell us the summary of what is essentially Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man 72 and a half. It's still a story. It has nothing to do with anything. Doc Ock steals some radioactive isotopes and takes them to his lab in the hopes of increasing his powers enough to beat Spider-Man. But Spidey gets to him before he does any sort of power increase and beats him up in his lab like he always does. The machine begins to overload, and he wakes Doc up in time to stop it from exploding. It blows up just enough to bury Dr. Octopus while Spider-Man escapes. In the last panel, Spidey thinks, few will mourn his passing. (laughs) What did you think of the story, James B.? You know, I'm the optimist of this podcast, and it's (laughs) difficult knowing our next episode has such great books. So let's... Let's look for the positives, as always, even when they throw us a filler when I'm dying to find out what's happening next. But this is a standard Spider-Man book, Eddie, with lots of fighting. Uh, it's got Daily Bugle characters in it. Spider-Man does a couple of typical things. He destroys another chimney in anger. You can check with your uh, your friend there about that. He calls the villain Bunky. He saves the world from destruction they'll never know about. But there were, I wrote down, there were some things that were new to me, with two of them. Uh, one was Lance Bannon proclaiming Spider-Man and Doc Ock work together and Spider-Man is guilty. Although Lance Bannon is sometimes considered to be the, you know, Lance Bannon taking better photos than you and he's annoyed at him. I don't recall him expressing that kind of opinion in any of the books that I've read. The second new thing to me was that Spider-Man was actually waking Doc Ock up at one point to convince him to stop the bomb from destroying the city. Usually Spider-Man could do this himself. Very true, James B. Interesting on both those accounts. I was just so baffled by Doc Ock coming out of nowhere without explanation and then dying just as quickly at the end of this book. It all happens in like one book. It's crazy to me. So, hey, Eddie, before we wrap up this here, there's this guy who MJ's with, her, her lover that she's calling Alfredo. Alfredo Morelli. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Remember that, okay? Okay, because I was a little baffled about this guy. Yeah, we'll come back to that, okay? Okay, all right. But but like in like you know in the next episode, like not in this one here. We're not going to come back to it in this episode. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like all a, right. It's like it's, it's going to force people to have to listen to. That. We'll keep it at the <laughs> forefront of my mind, James B. Sure, you can do that. <laughs> if if people want to, you know what? Before we. Before we wrap this up, we need this is a short podcast. We we should get a game going here. Good plan. I'm ready for your game, right, James B? <laughs> I, I'm not gonna come up with the game. Do you have a game ready? No. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have to have someone show up and, and provide a game for us. <laughs> I would love that. It's friend of the podcast, Ian Cooper. Ian, how are you today? Good, how are you? pretty good you are hosting a game for us that's that's great you did all the work and we just get to sit back and play so we appreciate it yeah awesome so the game i asked you for a long time ago was involving craven the hunter and it's because 
Eddie, in Let's Read Spider-Man 235, we're going to be doing Craven's Last Hunt. So yes. I haven't talked about Craven in a long time. Ian went out and he got four books that Craven was in and he got some quotes from those books. And we're supposed to determine which of the four books the quote is from. Ian, what other four books? His first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man 15. Uh, his two-part little mini-series in Amazing Spider-Man 103 and 104. And Annual 1. Okay, Annual 1 is the Sinister Six, Eddie. And 103 and 104 Six. is the Savage Land with Kazar. Okay. And Eddie, who's that monster again that you like so much? Oh, poor Gog. Yeah. So if the line has something to do with, like, look out, Gog, it's probably from one of those two books. Yeah. Can't wait. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Ian, why don't you give us the quote, and then Eddie and I can debate, and we'll see who was right. And uh, if you get it right, you get a point. Uh, You said there's you had seven of them, correct? Yes. Eddie, let's make each one worth more points than the last. That way you can come back from behind. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's worth, worth one point, then. Ian, what is the first quote? Okay. From his tone, I would say that Gog likes you. Mm. Well, I guess I gave away that one a little bit when I say if it has the word Gog in it. <laughs> Great job, uh, JP. So, well, it's going to be... Uh, 103. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, boy. I think Notice how talking, I quickly I said 103 talk- in there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm sure Gwen Stacy is a part of this moment. I'm going to say 103 as well. I can't give this... It's just it's got to be 103. Wow, you are both wrong ah oh <laughs> it's 104 oh the bad point was right start. there that's what i get james b had your chance to differ from me and you didn't take it oh i guess i should have all right all right i'm ready for the next one ian two points right two pointer that's right let's go okay i'll have his head his life i'll take amazing spider-man 15 <laughs> I'll, I'll go for annual one. Oh, james b got the points <laughs> on this one Dang. All right, <laughs> big import, big two nothing lead here, but that's okay, Eddie. I heard the next one's worth three points. One of us shall end this day a corpse. <laughs> I have two guesses. I'll let you pick, and I'll take the one that you don't pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this is 15 again. Oh, I didn't think it was that one at all. Okay, I'll take. Uh, too dark for early Spider-Man. I'll take the Sinister Six Annual One. Both of you are wrong again. <laughs> Two to zero. <laughs> it right. was 104. Yeah. Right now the wrong answer, so I have the most points. And it wasn't 15. Yeah, it was too, too dark. bold for his, in, for his intro. Yeah. Oh. It was too bold. It was too bold. Yeah, my bad. Well, All right, this one's okay. worth uh, four points. Craven does not hunt in a pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because I'm pretty sure he's got like a, a tiger with him couple of times <laughs> i will say annual one yes this has to be annual one yes. I'm, I'm i'm if this is not annual one you can take away my two points okay well you're gonna have a tough time with this one james b just kidding it's annual one there you go see <laughs> i was willing to back it up all right Four it's to, uh, four to six. six. Six, four, but this next one's worth five. Okay. Ooh, a thousand years ago, I would have been a ruler, a king. Ooh. He's faked me out with 104 so many times, I'm afraid not to say 104. <laughs> but I'm going to go for 103. 
I am also going to follow you on 103 on this one. Wow. It's it's Amazing Spider-Man 15. Oh, oh interesting. Wow. <laughs> it's inter he's introducing himself. Wow. Yeah. See, cool. I would that's think cool. that's too bold too for Amazing Spider-Man 15, but good for Craven. Oh, all right. Ditko and Eddie, Stanley. I'll, I'll guess first on this next one because I have the lead. I think that really makes sense. Okay. So okay. it's 6-4. Uh, uh, this is the sixth one. You are far more appealing than they. All right. I'll take uh, Amazing hey. Spider-Man 103. Uh, I'm going to go for 104. It's Amazing Spider-Man 103. Ah! <laughs> Darn. Has been, the, been the bane of your existence, Eddie. You know, <laughs> that's what I get. Now listen, Eddie, it's 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 11 to 4. This is worth 7 points. Okay. So if you pick opposite me and get it right, we can end this in a tie. Ooh, that'll be very, uh, everybody wins a prize. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, let's go. Here we go, Ian. Final one. Okay, last one. Yeah. Yet it's so small, so frightened, almost like a newborn child. I'll take Amazing Spider-Man 104. Poor Gog. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's talking about the vulture. Scared. He's <laughs> he's, vulture's hatching out of an egg. <laughs> I'm going for 103. Oh, Eddie. You know. It's 104. Darn. Well, you had to go for you had to go for something. One. It was, I had to have a win or nothing. That's right. Uh. That's right. And you got James nothing. B so it sounds wins. like we learned. Sounds like we learned a little bit about Craven being a little more bold than we remember at the beginning. Ian, did you learn anything about Craven in this process? I think he's yeah. I I think Craven is a really good match for Spider-Man, seeing as he's more of a complex thinker compared to a lot of Spider-Man's other villains, and it gives Spider-Man quite a tough time to fight him. Okay. Yeah, I gotta go. I have to go read Craven's uh, Last Hunt to prepare for this episode coming up. Yeah, I hear it's the I hear it's supposed to be the one of the top two Spider-Man stories of all time. So uh, we'll 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 be able to talk later if it really is. We'll see if you agree. So thanks again, Ian. Yeah, of course. If you want to be on the show like Ian Eddie, how can you reach out to us? You can email us at let's read Spider-Man at gmail.com. Or click on the link in this podcast description to join our Discord channel and connect with us through social media. I'm James B., joined by... Eddie! And remember, listeners, that Let's Read Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man is a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the Pacebot Patreon Podcast Network. Pacebot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast about Spider-Man convincing people who are poor parents to give up their children. <laughs> Listen to... The Honor of Being a Deadbeat Dad, Tuesdays at 2 a.m. on the Payspot Patreon Podcast Network. Oh, James B., these are two excellent sponsors in this episode. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like to listen to a deadbeat dad <laughs> on a podcast for very long, so I will just wish you all <laughs> a happy uh, morning or evening, whichever it might be. Goodbye! <laughs> Bye!
He brings the baby to the hospital, and they're like, yeah, get out of here. We don't like you anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, I mean, he is Spider-Man. What a strange scenario. Here's a baby. I found it in the garbage. <laughs> it was nice of Ian to stop by. It's super nice of him to run a game for us. It was a little hard because the books were a long time ago, but I thought it made sense. Like when I got them wrong, I wasn't like, oh my God, that, you know, I knew more or less where I thought they were coming from. I thought they were good quotes. So he did a nice job picking up the quotes. Yeah, he did for sure. And it gets us hyped up for Craven the Hunter too. It's right. coming up very right. soon. Yeah. I've never read those books. I just know that it's supposed to be a pretty good story. Man, it's getting so overhyped by us. Hopefully it's... <laughs> Hopefully it's good. <laughs> Lives up to the uh, <laughs> the standards we're giving it right now. Yes, I hope so too. I mean, since we covered Daredevil, uh, Born Again, wow, right, that's a great series. So, it does have a lot to live up to. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Hopefully, 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 Craven dies at the end or something good. If he just like says like peace out, I'm gonna be pretty disappointed. It's always good when main characters die for good, right, Marvel? It's called Craven's Last Hunt, but I'm telling you, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen Craven after that. So. <laughs>